Hello and welcome to Getting Started in Design. My name is Jerry Scullion and I'm a service designer and trainer based in Dumb City, Ireland. Getting Started in Design is part of the This Is Hate City network and is focused on shining a light on the tricky stages between education and employment and also moving careers into design. In this episode, we caught up with Jonathan Coleman, Senior Design Manager at Intercom, one of Ireland's most successful and celebrated tech stories. Now, we chat about the things that Intercom look for in designers and how to get around that tricky aspect of not having enough experience and what to include also in your portfolio and also what to do to increase your chances of success in getting ahead in the job market. It's a great conversation we recorded in the city centre in Dublin, right in Stephen's Green. So let's get straight into the episode. John Coleman, a very warm welcome to Getting Started in Design. Thanks for having me, Jerry. Um, we're sitting in a beautiful park in uh, St. Stephen's Green in the middle of Dublin. And today we're going to chat about uh, people getting started in design. And your role as Senior Design Manager at Intercom, we're really interested to hear what advice you'd give to people you know, looking to get their first design job um, and you know how that might relate to Intercom's hiring process. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to talk about it. Great. So um, what advice would you give to people who've just finished university or um, are looking to transfer into design? What's the first things that they need to do to, to land a job? Well, you recently talked with Aidan McGill about this. Um, one of the key things would be to start putting together your portfolio if you don't already have one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that can be uh, very samples of the work you've done, maybe in uni, maybe on the side. Um, but the idea there is that... Um, you know, while it's really nice to have finished projects and, you know, beautiful screens and, and type and illustrations, that's all grand. Um, the real key, though, is to help us understand your process. How do you work? How do you think? What mm. did you consider? What, what constraints did you work in? Um, because that will help us understand how you might work in an imperfect system. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, a company or some other organization yeah. where the, you're never going to have those perfect conditions. Yeah. So understanding how you work is really key. Yeah. So looking at Intercom's design team as a whole, um, what examples can you give us of Intercom hiring junior designers? And what did those junior designers do well in order to get noticed and hired by Intercom? Absolutely. So uh, we do have uh, an associate designer level, recently hired an associate designer in a London office. Um, what we look for is um, people who focus on what we call outcomes versus output. So uh, earlier we were talking about having your portfolio of all these beautiful finished projects. The dribbleization. Yes, the dribbleization of design. Uh, if you yeah. want to quote Paul Adams, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's Did great. Did I quote him? Yeah, okay. did, that's right. a thing. That's okay, a Paul right, Adams yeah, yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah, I'll send you... Yeah. I think I did read this a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it's like a few years old. It's yeah, like yeah, three or four I years old. I do remember this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. I um, did. I quoted Paul Adams. Yeah, there you go. You quoted Paul Adams. Thank you. <laughs> Somewhere Paul's like, oh, they're talking about me. Um, <laughs> Little red flag is up in yeah. the intercam <laughs> office. <laughs> Uh, so, um, so, um, so it's great that you have your portfolio with all these beautiful finished projects. Mm -hmm. Um, but what we really look for is people who can tell us what was the impact of that work? Mm -hmm. What changed as a result of that work? Meaning what problem did you solve? Or maybe there was a metric that measured yeah. some kind of behavioral change. That's great. Talk to us about the outcomes, what really changed in the world because of your design work. Yeah. You can do that. We'll definitely want to hear about it. So junior designers or graduate designers may struggle with that because they mm -hmm. haven't had the experience to get those outcomes. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so what would you say to them? Because like, if, if they've been working in university and they've got some really strong projects in there, they're not going to be able to demonstrate those outcomes. So they're not going to get noticed by the intercoms. Right. Um, I think there's two things here. Um, one is that uh, you can always do side projects. There's nothing that should stop you from um, doing a design project on your own, maybe launching your own app. Um, there are you know, kids who are like 13, 14 building their own apps now. Um, you can do the same thing. Yeah. So that might be one road to go down. One thing to consider, though, would be what sorts of lightweight research might you be able to run? Mm -hmm. So even if this isn't something that's launched out to the world with, you know, hundreds or thousands, millions of people using it, you know, what if you just did a lightweight survey of three people yeah. um, who might uh, be attached to this work, no matter what kind of work it is? Yeah. What kind of feedback could you get from them um, as you go through drafts and iterations, as you have that final project done? Um, that might help you understand uh, how is this work being received? What might people do differently because of yeah. this? So um, that's that's fantastic advice um, for people because you know there's there's always things that you can do. So we we were chatting earlier there about like you know it's one thing to go and design on you know your own app or any of that kind of stuff, but in the past people have come to me and said like I want to get into service design, and I'm like but you haven't done any service design, so it's kind of like you know this tricky area of like you know you want to but you can't because you don't have the experience. And we were both saying, like, go go volunteer at an NGO or a Absolutely. charity. There's, there's so much um, rich terrain out there where those places can't afford to hire designers. And you can get so much, um, you know, experience in working with complexity. and Yeah, it's brilliant experience because these are organizations just like, you know, large companies where there's going to be constraints and politics and context to understand. How or what advice would you give to those people? who want to get a, uh, a job and the only jobs that they're currently getting interviewed for might be like product marketing or something that's kind of like similar. Sure. Um, well, you know, one of the exciting things about uh, content design kind of strategy is that as an industry, we kind of have this big tent perspective. Um, it's such a new practice and it's so particular that people come into it from a wide range of other industries. Yeah. Um, uh, Amy Thibodeau is a friend of mine who uh, came into this from museums. Uh, some of the best content designers come to it from journalism mm. uh, or, or actually poetry. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's a big tent. It's made up of people doing all different kinds of things. I myself started out as a tech writer. Yeah. Then I was a front-end developer. Yeah. I used to be a webmaster. Remember those? Yeah, I do. Uh, so, yeah, we let everyone in. We, 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 we just are excited that you're excited about content and design. So one thing you might consider doing, uh, we've talked a bit about um, volunteering. It's a great way to get some experience. Um, there are... Uh, Short-term courses. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's plenty of short-term courses you can sign up for. Um, Sarah Richards runs a great series of workshops out of Content Design London. Yeah. Um, there's online courses now, places like Udacity, Udemy. Um, so uh, there's plenty of opportunity to build up your skills. Yeah. And what should they be looking for when they, when they look at those training tools online? What are the, the criteria that should help them pick the right one? Yeah, you know, what I would look for are the ones that go deeper than surface-level writing. It's mm. really important for content design. If you're just writing words on the surface, that's valuable work. It's not that it's not valuable, but in a product context, in a product setting, you need to be able to do more than that. So yeah. I would look for ones that also talk about things like 
interaction design or information architecture, yeah. um, the kinds of things that go just a bit more below the surface, more than just the words. Sure thing. John, it was fantastic chatting with you today. If people want to reach out to uh, find out about you, how might they get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, I'm at Jay Coleman on Twitter. And if people wanted to find out more about roles at Intercom, is there a place where they can go? Yeah, please visit our new design team website, intercom.design. Wow, he even said it in a very American accent, which is even better. <laughs> it sounds so much cooler. John, thanks so much. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation or community, hop on over to thisishcd.com, where you can join the Slack community and help shape future episodes and connect with other designers around the world or join the Hate City newsletter where you can win books and get updates. Subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and listen to any of our other podcasts such as Getting Started in Design, Bringing Design Closer with myself, Jerry Scullion, or Power of Ten with Andy Pallane, or Decoding Culture with Dr. John Curran, ProdPod with Adrian Tan, and Ethnopod with Jay Hasbrook. Thanks for listening and see you next time.